and welcome to the podcast Movie Ruiners, a podcast about movies with brothers Nick and Reed Canada. This week we're going into the Spider-Verse with Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> so me and Reed, for a little background, grew up loving Spider-Man. I can't... Well, Spider-Man was the first really big superhero movie, too, of your, like, probably teenage era. Yeah, well, it was it was just crazy because we, like Nick t- touched on, like, we grew up watching the cartoons, but even more, like, if you go through all our toys, it's like all the action figures, 85% of them are Spider-Man action oh, figures. Oh, in different versions all, all of the, Spider-Man. All the villains, 20, we have the Spider-Verse, like, I played into the Spider-Verse every day, I would, like team up all the different Spider-Men I have against the villains, and, they, and I'd kind of go to war against them. Oh, we ha- so I followed the comic books, too. So yeah, our yeah. library had an extensive selection, our, our school library. Yeah, no, it did. There, like That's where it got me started in this library, too, but they were so, they were so badly beaten up. And well, stuff. I remember Miss Chambers would take a black marker through, like, and hell. would go through and would she would cover up all the like cleavage mm-hmm. of like Mary Jane or like... There'd be it, curse words, or, too. Oh, yeah, and she would like literally like edit the comics to where they were like, I guess, appropriate. But I was like... But also, I was like, dang... You know, is Miss Chambers like? Does she really like some of these yeah, comics? Man, she's like, reading she Green like Lantern. Them? Like, is she into this? And she was. I, I always love Miss Chambers, but I did read a ton of those Spider-Man comics, and I struggled so much with like because in the comics, you know, there's just if you read them all out of order and scattered like what the library has. Oh yeah, you just go from like one. It's crazy extreme where they're like where Mary Jane and Peter are married to where like in another extreme where he's like dating someone else and you're just like wait what what's happening well now? even more I had like, Spider-Man 2099 which is Ben Riley and it's uh, it's a Spider-Man that was cloned and was like almost killed and he escaped to the future and he dyed his hair blonde and that's what made the joke especially funny to me whenever he whenever uh, uh Peter B. Parker shows up to the universe, and he's like, and then I saw I was dead and blonde. Because <laughs> that's how I felt looking, watching, you know, reading those comments. Like, what, a blonde Peter Parker? But I just think that was kind of a, a shout-out to Ben Riley. That's what he's called in that universe. Uh, so there's so many different iterations of Spider-Man, which makes the Spider-Verse so cool. And really, I, I like the comic comics, too. But And even after going through the library i would just order some on ebay at that point in time so i had like i just order a whole bunch and just be like this is this is amazing like now these i can read whatever i want i can see all the mj cleavage (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's kind of funny i know people think of all like comic books and superheroes as kids stuff but like at the time when you're a kid a lot of the spider-man batman a lot of those dc comics too it's just wolverine all that stuff deals with a lot of heavy stuff um, at least for a kid too, it felt really mature at that time in my life. I felt like, man, this is a lot heavier than what el- what else I'm allowed to expose myself to. No, there was definitely some stuff in those comics where you're like, oh my gosh, like I just was not expecting that. I mean, even in Into the Spider Verse, in this one, this movie alone, Spider Man dies. That's how this movie kind of yeah. starts, <laughs> and, and uh, his uncle dies. Uh, uncle Aaron dies. Well, even like I mean, Black Spider Man. Um, so Nick Cage is in this movie. Yeah, as yeah. Black Noir, who he has some moments. That he really crushes it. Up. Yeah, but like 
even when like there's that scene where everyone busts in and he's like he's like oh my gosh my uncle just died and he's like man this is a heck of an origin <laughs> yeah. story yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, really tough you yeah know? man like, this is heavy oh yeah <laughs> yeah just that's such a the way he delivers that that's so funny mm-hmm. uh, apparently like the directors and everyone they did like i think 21 jump street like the lego movie so they've done a lot of cool movies that they worked with Jake Johnson in yeah, both those movies. They too. said whenever they were trying to come up with this lazy out of shape Spider Man, uh they were just he was the first person. Uh, oh, obviously. They, they were like, Okay, we're calling Jake. His and he was immediately like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it. His character is so Nick Miller from New Girl, but with a Spider-Man like angle. Because like he just has some moments where like him wearing sweatpants. And oh, like yeah, yeah. him being too lazy to ring the doorbell and he uses web to like mm-hmm. ring doorbells. No, that, that's great. Like that's, that's just hilarious to me. That's like, man, that's my Spider-Man. So Jake Johnson, to me, this movie is so good and so like took me back to a greatness place and I just absolutely loved it that Jake Johnson is like skyrocketed up my list of like favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, he he did a great job. I think uh I don't necessarily th- think of him when I think of my Spider-Man cuz but I think this this movie just did a great job incorporating all all the movies that came before it and and I know we talked about the comics, but to me what was bigger than comics was the 90s cartoon series we watched. And that's just oh, yeah. where I learned most of my Spider-Man uh, knowledge comes from that cartoon series. But but watching this movie just took me back to that cartoon. And when I, I, I went to the theater by myself like almost the day, the week this opened up. Because I just saw the great reviews and was like, I'm going to spoil myself with these reviews. I got to go. And I think... I think uh, I just had a free free day to myself, and I was like, "I'm go, I'm, I'm going right now." And it was 3D, and it was even, it was so incredible. It was the best 3D movie I've seen since like Avatar, where yeah. I walked out just being like, "Oh my!" You God. called me because you were like, "Oh my!" You were like, "Dude, you got to watch it." How much did you love that, by the way? When he puts the the biggie the biggie album on, and it's not I mean, just- the soundtrack's great. The first three or four songs are fit the mood perfect that like they're going for. He literally drops the pin on the vinyl, and you hear like mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. vinyl crackling. Yeah, I know. I Bef- like Uncle Aaron a lot. And if you look too behind him, it says Prowler uh, there on the artwork behind him. It's oh, like it's whoa. like a cat. Like he he's wearing a cat shirt. He's wearing a lot of things. It's pretty much like it'd be like Spider Man wearing his own merch, like they say in the movie. I love that line too. Uh, when he's like, he's he's talking to Miles. He's like, usually superheroes don't wear their own merch, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but see, yeah, he's wearing a cat. Like it, it just be, it's pretty funny. Well, there's so many like subtle hints that they did stuff. Like even like Doctor Octavius, I did not see that coming when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. That she was that again, Catherine Hahn. By the way, there's even a scene where she, she's as she's Doctor Oct, where she likes talking to Kingpin, and she like rises above him as she's listing her accomplishments. And it's like, I mean, there's really is two bad guys in this movie. She's so good. Like she, to me, I just always she to for her to be. Well, that there's a deep, few bad guys. There's just Kingpin, and that's what I, I love about this movie too. The animated comic comic series Kingpin was always like in the mix and in the like the ringleader of everything. Just about, I feel like. Uh, Green Goblin was always just a wild card and all the villains always kind of came out of nowhere at first but then eventually Kingpin would ring them in and be like you're with me now don't worry like they'd, they'd, they'd all in the comic book uh, show would just be in prison and that always bummed me out even in Spider-Man 3 when like Venom dies immediately because it's like I was used to the comic books 
and where every villain just goes to the jail. And that might be cheesy for kids, but I think it's nice because it's like, oh, great, we can use them later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, Venom was one of my favorites. I mean, I liked the actual Venom movie. I'd love to see them, like, incorporate that potentially into, like, some of the Spider-Man movies that are coming out. Uh, and just because I mean, it looks like that Spider Man, because of the success of this movie, is going to start incorporating this I mean, multiple Spider Man into their movies. Is what I mean, there's huge theories that yeah. it, it's, Andrew it's, Garfield, and it would be Maguire, way cooler if I did if this didn't just drop and they're doing it because it'd be like, what? No way, because it just seems like they're going, okay, the audience can handle it. The Spider 2 has a 42 on it because it's was like. In the comics, it's like the 42nd spider that in the lab that they're running these tests on, and it just got out. And 42 is all peppered in this movie. Oh, and it's yeah. Significant. I think that's uh, another reason, too, is Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. And just Brooklyn, played for the Brooklyn Dodgers and first black African uh, American athlete, played baseball. Well, I love that, that he's uh, African American and Puerto Rican. Yeah, and yeah. So it's, they said that, like, it's such a, he's so cultural. And just has such a great, like, take and experience that you just want to pull for this guy. I mean, right off the bat, too, like, he's just such a likable person. I love that he's singing in so many moments of the movie where, like, that's his, like, like what relaxes him. Like, when he gets stuck to the ceiling, he's like, sing the song. And the way he sings that post Malone, post Malone oh, yeah, song yeah. is so funny because that's exactly how I sing it. Because I don't know any of the, like all he's like he mm-hmm. you know crash at my place baby you're wreck like that is because I don't know any of the words I know like six words I think yeah. I just said all the words I know oh, I wasn't even for, sure it was post Malone yeah well so post Malone's actually in this I movie. know I know oh is he so the guy that goes uh, I think it's a Banksy okay that's when, funny I love that line that's too. post Malone. Yeah, that's such a funny, funny line. Like this movie just it does a good one. The humor it just kills it for me. Oh, uh, it it's really very it funny. has it. Like I think it does. You say Nick Johnson is that what Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson. He just really Nick he, he really yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah Jake, Jake Johnson Miller? though <laughs> he really uh, displays the witty Spider Man so well. Uh, oh, he's so and good. just I love adult Spider Man. Like everyone that doesn't know Spider Man well, I feel like makes bad arguments about the movie and they'll just be like oh he needs like tom holland's the best because he's he's the youngest looking and looks like he's in high school it's like well spider-man was in the high school for 30 issues of the comics and there's been a million comments yeah like like the spider-man that i love the best is kind of like adult pete and just almost what you see in spider-man 2 and what you see yeah yeah and and even andrew garfield's peter if i could change amazing spider-man it would just be that they kind of continued uh, where they left off and just kind of pretended he was Tobey Maguire, but a few years older. Yes. Because I, he has, he's so, con- he doesn't, the high school stuff I don't love, he does okay, but he has the cockiness that, and the Spider-Man down my, to, uh, like, it's it's amazing. I love it. If you take the teen angst out of that movie, it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like some of the stuff, like the scenes with Flash that they have in The Amazing Spider-Man, like Flash, one point in time, like he, you know, they're going back and forth, kind of bullying each other. Then, flat, he's about to give it to Flash, and Flash's like, "It's okay, you know, like I know how you feel." Like after his uncle dies, and, oh, like, yeah. and then they kind of become friends slowly. Uh, so that there's some cool stuff in it, but but yeah, it it pales in comparison to how good his Spider Man is.
I mean, like right off the bat, like I was scrolling through it and it was talking about the or it had the scene in the preview of his Spider Man where he's like, Oh my god, you found my weakness, like sharp pointy knives. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like right off the bat, it's like, man, I, I loved know. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. Mm -hmm. Like he was because Spider Man, like you said, had that wit and was such a like he was almost like the first comedian we were ever really experienced to, if you think about it. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, but, no, no, for sure. I mean, he all, has he has a stand up comedian's energy like, like it's such a it was such a and, and to quick me retort and to me none of the marvel characters or, or comic book characters had that at that time and they've slowly i think because because of how successful these spider-man movies was for marvel it feels like they based they've made every character kind of spider-man-y at least in his oh, his Tony personality Stark is the like most sarcastic person I, yeah, ever. yeah exactly like, like and a lot of that's robert downey jr you would imagine but still like yeah to, well tony sarks he was written to be that way like stanley said he wanted to make the most unlikable superhero he possibly could where i think spider-man he's trying to make more relatable guy but like no other superhero movie that i know of do you have a guy that's struggling with bills and, yeah. <laughs> and like and making it to class stuff. on time, and his friends being upset because he's he's not around as much, and like his relationships suffering. Like uh, Spider Man just always deals with more serious stuff that I think is super relatable, and it's what makes him him great. Why well, I'll always I think enjoy Spider Man. I'll always watch the movies, but the recent Tom Holland ones have been tough for me to watch. Yeah, to me, he's just what like you're saying. He's what Marvel wants him to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, and not just, like what's the most like he feels like he's acting like a twelve year old. It feels like Morty from Rick and Morty in the Marvel universe, yeah. or or Miles. It, it feels like they like turned a, Peter into Miles. Like they're very similar characters here. Did you notice that none of the like thought bubbles that start appearing on the screen appear oh, until yeah. he gets bitten by yeah, the spider? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that. I thought that was so cool though. Once I read that, I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's really neat. The thought bubbles and all the all the like when they throw a bagel it hits someone in the head and it just says bagel, bagel. above his head like that all that stuff like when i left this movie i was like this is how comic book movies should be like and animation because i do love pixar animation movies but sometimes it just feels like very everything clean and it feels like they're not taking any risk and it's just kind of like all the like like the incredibles 2 and then this movie came out in like the same month or something and i remember watching incredible twos and just feeling like it was so boring and they're not they weren't doing anything with this animation where sony's actually trying to patent this animation technique that they're they've done in this movie because it's just so it's so unique and groundbreaking it's like it's incorporating draw, drawing on top of 3d images and that's why everything has a comic booky feel it even has lines like they would draw in comic books to save money on ink there's like a texture to it. There's pops. There's just, oh, yeah. there's I a mean, lot. They said you could pause yeah. any point in the movie and there will be like a hand touch part mm -hmm. of it. Like you can, you can just tell. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's and they also cool. said their goal was they were just looking at like Steve Ditko was the illustrator for Spider-Man. And when Spider-Man came out, even back in the sixties, it was just so different from all the comics and how it was illustrated and how it was drawn and that's one of the reasons it was so successful too. So they just wanted to make it. They were looking at the art panels, and it was like he, his stuff was so clear where you could pause it at any time, and it tells a story. And they wanted to make every time where you pause it, it's just like a piece of art that you can look oh, around. Yeah. And I think they definitely achieved that in this movie because I, even last night when I heard that, I would I would pause it and just like look around at a scene and just be like, this is incredible. It really oh. is. If you like any form of animation, this movie is mind blowing.
Yeah. Usually, uh, Peter and Miles, they always have a scene where they go through their changes and adjusting to their powers, and it's usually symbolic of puberty. Uh, even in this one, when he rips out Gwen's hair, has a hairy palm, I'm pretty sure that's a masturbation joke. Oh my gosh, I was not expecting you to say that. I mean, no, <laughs> no, I did not pick up on that. Did, I mean, yeah, you looked at me kind of dumbfounded, but that's that was a myth. If you if you touch yourself, you would have hairy palms. Oh, no, that that's that's like an old an that. old wives' tale, and so it's uh, there's a lot of mature jokes like that in this. Well, movie I mean, he though. does talk about it when he's like, uh, "It's a puberty thing," and then she's yeah, like, yeah, what? and he's like. I've already been through puberty. I don't know why. Yeah, I said and that's, that. that's and then that happens. You got, he winds up with Harry Potter after he gets. Yeah, bitten. yeah. Like, it, it like literally because it's the second. His pants time, are a lot shorter. His yeah, well, it's the second time he's meeting Gwen too, and it shows like there's a side by side comparison. And he's he went from being shorter than her to taller than her after he got bit by the spider. Chris Pine. I honestly like he could have made a great Spider-Man. he could have made a great Spider-Man like I was so I was making my list of favorite Spider-Man Spider-Man um, mm-hmm. and he to me with more like time we just didn't get to know his Spider-Man but truly seemed like he was kind of like the the hero that like he you miles like needs to be basically I mean, not really, but just like, man. Well, he's Spider-Man in his prom. He's 26 yeah, that, that's, years that's, old. That's, that's what I was looking he's, for. I just couldn't he has I was made, He's got his life together where, Peter, I mean, if you're a superhero and you're in your late 30s, it's almost reasonable to have like an identity crisis or have something. I'm sure that would that would ruin a lot of relationships or just be a strain on it. Uh, so at 26, it just makes sense that it's like this is peak Peter right here. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, but also in this one. <laughs> like, you <laughs> You think about like typical wives, like you can't go play golf again. You've been playing golf so much, like I and like mm-hmm. you get home and she's like, "You went and played golf again." I know it. <laughs> and then, like with Spider Man, she's like, "You've got to like cut back on the crime fighting." Like it's oh, just yeah. so much, and he's just like he can't stop in the comics. He's what like, "I got to save do? the city," you know. And, like yeah. it's just completely different, like strain on that relationship, mm-hmm. but it's still hilarious to think like. His golf is fighting crime. Well, there's a lot, da- a lot of danger too, a lot of stress, and you might die one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, get lucky once. There's a lot of, you know, responsibility. With great power takes great responsibility. Uh, I love in the movie when it's like, great accountability t- takes great accountability, or he says something <laughs> like that. And, Dad, that's not even how it goes. Say. And even in this movie, I know they tried to get. Uh, I think they tried to get Toby. To play like they originally wanted to get Toby, Andrew, and uh, and Tom Holland to be in this movie. I don't know for how much, but they just thought it would confuse the fans too much. That so I know they wanted Toby to play the to play Chris Pine Spider Man. Yeah, I would have been crying like a baby if Toby would have died if if that was the plan. (laughs) In this world that Miles lives in, it's Planet Inglewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which they, makes you think too that the like Inglewood's the center of like the uh, California in terms okay, of Hollywood. Okay, yeah, as I well. just, yeah. It's, I saw, I saw there was a uh, baby showers. Looked like bridesmaid. Yes, here I also meant to point this out. And there's a Mary Seth James. Rogen called yeah yeah Seth Rogen I, I saw that jo- uh, jockey comedy called Hold Your Horses and John Mulaney and Nick Kroll star in Hi Hello Oh Hello Oh Hello <laughs> Yeah the this, the Seth Rogen things the director said they're emailing back and forth like you think we could do this or do that and uh, he was like Hold your horses on the on the idea that's what Seth Rogen said and they're like 
we just had the idea. We want to do this idea now. Like, hold your horses, like, high up on the saddle, Seth Rogen, like. High up on the saddle? <laughs> there was that Stan Lee quote at the end of the movie that was so powerful, too. Stan Lee just, I mean, the well, stuff yeah, that he yeah, created. It's, it's anyone, you know, and that's what makes Spider-Man great. It's anyone can wear that. Anyone can wear the mask. And he, I've seen him in interviews just saying Spider-Man is, like, his favorite hero. Uh, the favorite one that he created and just that that's the one that people want to talk to him the most about and even i think initially i think uh sony only bought spider-man when he's when they were offered all they probably regret it now and they're offered all the 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 uh the rights to marvel they're just like we just want spider-man because this one's all the others we don't see uh it having much of a future but spider-man is just so great i mean he's, i love uh, again yeah, Spider-Man's my guy, so I'm just, I know I don't. It's We are such fanboys in this moment. If you haven't picked up on it already, just big fan big fanboys yeah. of Spider-Man in general. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy all the movies for different reasons. Uh, like, I think the Toby, Sam Ra- Raimi thing's got a lot of the spirit and kind of the responsibility and a lot of the heart of those movies right and i think the andrew garfield ones i think they got a lot of the wit and just kind of the wise cracking spider-man right and the heart too the director of that one was uh something webb i can't remember his first name but he he directed 500 days of summer so it's kind of strange that he got spider-man amazing spider-man but you can kind of tell because the the way he handles relationships in the spider amazing spider-man is like really serious and even him just the chemistry that andrew and uh, Garfield and Emma Stone have is almost distracting from the movie. <laughs> they're, it's so good. You yeah, just like, want to smile. Um, Didn't they really date or something? Yeah, like they date. Okay. They were dating for a while. What's What's funny too? Uh, Toby, it's like well, rumored she might be coming back. Oh yeah, and Gwen Stacy. I don't in, know how they're going to do it. Into Spider Verse died, but she could. There well, could be they, another version. Anyone of her. could. Yeah. They could bring back a different universe or something. I like the. Uh, the TGI Spidey's plot line, too. I think that's pretty funny. He tries to open the TGI Spidey's. Oh, yeah, Spidey's yeah, when he's like, don't Fridays. invest in restaurants. Spider B, or Peter B. Parker, by the way, who's Jewish. Did you notice that? I didn't know he was Jewish. <laughs> he's Jewish. When they get married, it shows him like, oh, yeah, it dude. shows him like, uh, yeah. breaking the glass. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure he doesn't have a Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, so that's another reason he's different from uh, our universe's Spider Man. I don't think Spider Man's Jewish. I haven't ever seen a Jewish plot line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but I, I mean, he's so funny, right? That opening, the way they introduce him to, where he's just like me and Mary Jane. You know, I all made the some character introductions are hilarious. Like they could have, if they wouldn't have landed, it would have made this movie drag because it happened six or seven different times. Well, and again, they do it every time too, which was a kind of a pl- plot at, or a poking fun of themselves when they're like. One more time, and it's kind of like yeah, yeah, how exactly. many times we've actually done it's like different Spider Man and introduce. Oh, it's a, it's definitely a meta joke where they're like, all right, one more time, and one more time. But then he, where he's like, me and Mary Jane break up. He's like, and I handled it, you know, like a champ. And it shows him like crying in the mm-hmm. shower, and then he's like on the bed, and his phone rings, and he like lifts up his mask and like looks at his phone, and then ignores the call. It, it, again, it was like, yeah, like <laughs> I get that a little. <laughs> We've all had, experienced that heartbreak before. Yeah, I, it, it was it was funny. Uh, but yeah, this is where now they're in times. The times. 
I mean, New York Town Square. Peekaboo, Dust, Snapchat. Dust Sean. Um, it was like a sequel they, they've talked about working on with the uh, Shaun of the Dead. And there's a Mary Jane billboard in the back, which is like Gwen's band that Mary Jane's yeah, also in. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just a lot of fun things in that, and so many of the shots that you can look at and find. I think in Peter's lair, there's a pic, there's a picture of Stan Lee. There's also a picture of Spider Man like shaking hands with Obama, <laughs> in in Peter's lair. It's cool. just the president, but it's, I mean it's it's funny. Um, and like he, Peter has like all these like the spider bike and the spider. Uh, dune buggy and stuff like that which cracked me up because i had all those toys and stuff oh and yeah I was like yep i, I know all these well things. that again like you said 80 percent of our toys were spider-man toys yeah like i i like batman and i can acknowledge the movies are good i do think uh heath ledger is what make like people overrate those movies because of heath ledger's performance uh but they're, they're still good they're, they're still they're, they're still fun but, but this th- is just like you said. This Spider Man was our guy. Spider Man's our guy, right and the action. The action in the Batman movies are not good. I don't care what anyone says. Like the the plots are interesting, but the action. Nolan just not, did not know how to shoot action at that point in time. And all the Spider Man movies have really great action. Really, I mean, Andrew Garfield ones. They do a lot of practical stunts. Uh, Tom Holland ones are too green screen for my <laughs> taste, but but I love. Uh, and in and, and Tobey Maguire ones, they just did a lot of cool stunts and were really pushing action forward. And Sam Raimi's just a great director. Yeah, Sam Raimi. The, the shots that he those did made are, it look like a comic book. Like even just what well, I've rewatched those movies recently too. And it's, those are my favorite. Those you know, those are like the OG. Obviously, yeah. The third one is okay and has its moments. It I love that has they a lot of flaws, it. but. I yeah, I like, dress yeah. it right, and then he's like, "And I did this," and it shows mm-hmm. him dancing that weird, like emo dance that he does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think though, like that scene so misunderstood uh, <laughs> in in the third one, it gets made fun of, rightfully so. But like Peter's just not supposed to be a super cool guy. Like what he thinks is cool isn't cool. Like so, of course he's when he's in a weird place and going through a dark time in his life, dealing with the symbiote. It's like. Of course, he's gonna like do some something strange, act like a douchebag, thinking that's how that's what a cool person would be. Yeah. Um. But at the same oh, time, gosh. those those movies have so many issues. Like I don't, I don't, or at least Spider Man Three. I don't. That one was such a like. I, as a kid, I walked out just being like, "All right, like, that was all right. Like, all right, let, I'm ready for the night. Like that was pretty good." But I was a little disappointed even then. I could tell at 13 years old, like it just wasn't as good as one and two. I love that chase scene, the original when Peter B. Parker's meeting Miles for the first time, and they are like he accidentally electroshocks him, and then they go through like oh yeah, and he's like unconscious. That like they were talking about it, and they said the animators like that was an animator's dream. That chase scene. There's so many different angles in it. There's so much happening. We got to be okay. so creative. Yeah, with it, all the that's different- so fun, and and even that Brooklyn Bridge. It feels like. I rewatching Spider Man, it feels like they always incorporate that area mm-hmm. in the Spider Man films. Like whether it's Octavius on the train or Andrew Garfield just swinging under the Brooklyn Bridge, like it feels like that's always included. Unless you're Tom Holland and they put you in Europe for some reason. I like that's another reason I don't <laughs> love those movies. I think Spider Man's about New York, and like I love New York. It's one of my favorite places to go I, to. I remember when you watched the first Spider-Man, your like big takeaway was like one time he was like 
out in Brooklyn and he was like in the park and he was like he couldn't web swing because he was like oh there's oh, no yeah. building that ground. was my favorite and thing. you were like ah I loved that I did it. like that that was my favorite part of the movie I, yeah I were genuinely like because like, I played the spider great... games the spider-man games and when you sometimes you'd get in the park and be like oh god <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dang Oh no! I got to sprint out of here. <laughs> yeah, the Spider-Man game that Reed's referring to is on PlayStation Four. There's so many though. We grew up playing on GameCube. Oh and gosh! Spider-Man Two was a huge, one of my favorite video games too. That came out same thing. They had Toby voicing the character, so it just felt like another movie for me. Yeah, was that on GameCube? It was on all those PlayStation Two things like that. But current PlayStation Four. They even snuck this PlayStation 4 Spider-Man suit into yeah, this Yeah, the white with the white like crest mm-hmm. of the spider. Yeah, I, I saw that. I love it too. And he's like, hey, this looks like a cape, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was uh, John Mulaney, a comedian that me and Reed both like, uh, appearance in this movie is his first actual uh, movie appearance, technically. And... Oh, There's that's, that's surprising. A lot of funny Mulaney in this movie. Yeah, I do think like my critic, like I love this movie. It's hard for me to criticize a lot of it, but if I was going to criticize anything, you could probably cut just the three characters, like Nick Cage, Mulaney, and the robot girl. But they're all cool, and I'll, I enjoy what they bring. Yeah. It's it's fun. I'm glad they're there. But if you just cut them, you'd probably have an even tighter movie. Uh, you you could have cut. They're just them not that or crucial. Had, or added more like actual like people from the spider but all of them but they might actually have been, are we are so they might have planned too to have like toby andrew and and uh tom to be the those three got people so that I have come a th- in cause they did i because i think I they have lied a theory that that idea got scrapped i have somebody a like to- higher toby up too. was like no you can't do that weird we've got plans for that potentially maybe not but, but no i think i definitely think because when they said that they think I, the official reasoning is they thought it was going to be too confusing for fans, and I really think just maybe it was hard to get Toby because like he he doesn't he had he makes so much money in poker he doesn't have to like do act like he doesn't act much he made so much money from the Spider Man movies too like he's just set and like and Sea Biscuit like yeah. he's been, dude he, Toby McGuire has been like hey, he was in the Great Gatsby I mean he gets yeah, to be like yeah. opposite of Leonardo DiCaprio he gets to kind of pick and choose. <laughs> and he was in that 70s show forever. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Eric, Eric Foreman. Uh, no, I, I did get them confused younger in life. but Well, that's one reason they, which I, I, I never liked the casting of Venom in the third one because uh, I've learned it that it him. was forced on Sam Raimi to put Venom in the movie by one of the producers, and he didn't want to. And that's you can tell that's what kind of hurt the movie, just too many cooks in the kitchen and just studio interference. But... He said he cast uh, Eric Eric Foreman or what's his real name? Topher Grace. Topher Grace for Brock because he had a similar quality to uh, to Toby, Toby McGuire. Well, and they just kind of both had. He was like, "This is what I kind of thought Toby McGuire would be like if he didn't have a good family, if he if he just didn't have an Uncle Ben or Aunt May to guide him through life." I love the bagel moment. So even in the like pre-plan it was him leaving with a bagel did mm-hmm. you see that yeah yeah when he's like and then they go in there 
that's so to me that's so jake johnson's at his best when they like walk past that table and there's bagels there and he just goes selecting a bagel i think my favorite <laughs> moment of his is in the vents and he's just like oh yeah typical spider-man steaks they're gonna say something like 20 you have 24 hours <laughs> they say it and he just like winks at him <laughs> yeah you have 24 because that's how i always feel listen to there's superhero movies are probably guilty pleasure of mine because i can just you can just kind of be like pick and choose what moments to pay attention to and you're like oh yeah anytime they're talking about taking over the world or some evil plan you could kind of do what he's doing right there it's like yeah yeah we got it well in the vents too is a pretty turning point in their relationship because it's when like jake johnson spider-man like or spider peter b parker if you remember too, cartoon spider-man that we watched growing up went in the vents all the time Oh yeah, even right. video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like web into the vents. Yeah. But even so you still do that in the video games now. But they so they're in the vents and this moment right here where Peter B Parker is like talking yeah. to Miles and he's like you got to be careful, you know, like I'm not going to let Spider-Man die again yeah, not yeah. on my watch. And he's like, you know, he's like what's wrong? He's like, you know, a lot of the people I meet in the workplace try to kill me. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is a refreshing change of pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. such a, like that. And so now it's when he like starts to mentor him because everything from here on out, he kind of is like. The movie turns into a buddy comedy. If at yeah, this point. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and and I, lo- I, lo- I love it. Uh, Spider-Man mentored Spider-Man. But even this Octavia scene is so great. Like every, like I love the her the, glasses are. I love the lines. exercise ball, just him bouncing on it. Like Spider Man is just such a fun character. This movie is just oozing with personality and just every scene, and even like the light fixture is octagon. You oh can, yeah, you can. I didn't s- notice the light fixture. Her glasses are like, octagon, like Octavius. She pokes him in the belly. She's like, "Ooh, it looks like some body dysmorphia." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally from warping here." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have that before. Yeah. <laughs> The directors were so excited to work with Cage too, because they're—he was just—they're like, "Oh my God, this is incredible!" He's kind of one of the the bigger names attached to this film, and uh, and they said they're giving him notes and trying to and like give him tell him feedback, and he just looked at him and was like, "Oh, I get it. You want me to go full Cage?" <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, "Yes, <laughs> we want full Cage." He said he styled it. I like to like- kill Nazis. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> they said he styled it after like him, uh, Humphrey Bogart. Oh yeah, it yeah, like Raymond sense. Chandler, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of those twenties, thirties noir. Uh, um, that's great. Whenever I was in the theaters, and uh, Spider Woman or Spider Gwen Stacy appears, uh, I was. I think the second time I went and watched it by myself, <laughs> I was watching <laughs> it. But there was like a dad and, uh, with his daughter, uh, a little like probably like like under ten year old girl watching the movie and she just when that happened like i was like oh cool and but she was like oh my god a, a girl spider-man like this is incredible oh that's cool and like yeah no it gave me the chills like where sometimes you can get jaded just being like yep they're doing the girl version of this now it was like it made me be like okay that's that's that was cool because well, uh, no, that's, like- that's how i feel with Seeing Spider-Man, like he get, as a skinny kid with brown hair, I mean, I just really identified with Spider-Man. Well, I think that was another reason why I like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man so much is because I've always kind of yeah. like y'all have a very similar like yeah. frame and head shape and hair, and I just was like, we attract similar women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emma Stone and you. I remember y'all had that thing for a while too. I'd rather not get into all that. Yeah, you know, she, I, I don't want to bring Emma. In. You don't want to hear that. Yeah. There's so many people that listen to this podcast <laughs> and the word would just spread back to her so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that when she 
when there is a spider, a female Spider-Man, you know, Gwen, mm-hmm. I, I love her storyline. You know, her best friend, you know, it's sad. It shows you, uh, you know, that Peter Parker's turning into the Yeah, the backstory. The I didn't lizard. notice it till I did the research. And it kind of shows you in the shadow. It's really uh, subtle. There's a lot of just subtle stuff. Well, apparently she kills him. Yeah, she was trying to... She was trying to save him, but she just couldn't. Yeah, and uh, ended up killing him, and he became the 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 reptile. I also saw the lizard. Yes, thank you. I also saw, <laughs> and this was like I was watching Spider Gwen on our TV. So there is a Spider Man becomes the Green Goblin. Did you know that? Uh, I, I mean, no, I, I couldn't. The comics get so crazy. It's just so, like. I read this and this was crazy. I, I this mm-hmm. was so nuts. Spider Man becomes the Green Goblin in a situation in the comic books because the Scarlet Witch, who with WandaVision right now, there's a lot of people saying that she's gonna be you know, she's a Scarlet Witch and she's gonna become like one of the evil people. Yeah. And villains. Yeah, one of the villains. I'm mm-hmm. struggling. <laughs> <laughs> evil doers. I'm like describing everything just a little bit like more difficultly. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. Uh, so anyways but she makes all these superheroes she puts them in a dream basically yeah where they think you know they get one thing from their from their life back and they've got like a happy life so in this scenario uh spider-man's like living like gwen stacy doesn't ever i think these comics are from like the what if series i think there's a i I could be mistaken here but there's like well in this one gwen like never dies yeah and he's like living with her and he starts to go crazy because like he knows that the reality there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with the reality and it ends up like forcing him into becoming because he goes so crazy ends up becoming the green goblin oh yeah wow that's crazy Uh, i mean it 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 makes sense that we talked about the 90s cartoon a little bit but the way that ended it went into like almost like a in-game avengers style but in spider-man universe where it was like an alien it was called the secret wars or spidey war or something like that but an alien like brings spider-man and pins him up against all these villains led by a spider-man that in a different universe got inverged with carnage and it was like spider-man with carnage abilities too Whoa. And they couldn't, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> oh my god! But, uh, but like they couldn't stop them, and the way they 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 uh, they do stop them is Spider-Man somehow gets all the Spider-Men from like the multiverse to come in and save the day, and it's like all the Spider-Man show up, just different iterations of it in that cartoon. So for me, even watching Avengers Endgame, I felt like when all the heroes are warping in through the Doctor Strange circles, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is just like. The 90s cartoon I was watching. Like, it's pretty crazy. So in the Marvel series, there's a lot of theories that suggest Manifesto is about to be the next big villain, the, the next big Thanos. Okay. And Manifesto yeah. like is kind of this devil that like attacks people in their dreams and like yeah. makes people dream and see stuff. So there's a lot of theories that WandaVision is all like Wanda okay. being attacked by a manifesto. Could be. And that like there's moments in WandaVision where Doctor Strange is like breaking in mm-hmm. to like help Wanda like kind of snap out of it, which is kind of crazy because in the next Spider-Man, Doctor Strange is supposed to be like similar thing with Peter apparently. Well, there is, it's Spider-Man like no home or whatever. And I think they're going to, at the end, I think they're going to have my theory is at the end of the Spider-Man, and I hope so for Tom's sake because every single movie he's just been overshadowed by Iron Man or some other superhero. Yeah, and Nick so Fury. He, he hadn't had really had his own movie, and 
And it's why I feel like they're decent movies, but they're not good Spider-Man movies. Well, because you, like you said, he's always being a There's mentee. no responsibility, bro. Yeah, you want to see, you want to <laughs> see Spider-Man like, in his prime. In the second, in the second movie, they literally they don't ever mention Uncle Ben except like, oh yeah, your uncle. And like, oh, yeah. But like, he has a bag from his uncle Ben that he brought to Europe, and he loses a bag, and it has, and he's just kind of like, oh, okay, like there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing about it. Like they don't, they don't respect the character. Uh, but what were you say? I kind of lost track uh, before I went in. I well, just, just, I mean, just about the manifesto being the next villain oh, in Marvel okay. and Doctor Strange so, and what the I was incorporation say, of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange into the actual movies now. Yeah, Doctor just, Strange. There's about to be so much that's going to happen with Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. My theory, though, is Spider-Man, no, the newest, the third Spider-Man movie for Tom will come out, and at the end, it'll tease, like, Doctor Strange, and you, you might see an end scene with Toby and Andrew Garfield. There's already been reports of Andrew Garfield's stunt double being in Atlanta, where they're shooting uh, the current Spider-Man movie. So I think they probably brought him in, did it really quick, and but I hope they have a lot. They're just there's, incorporated all of them, but there's... there's but there's a the Doctor Strange movie. The second one come out is called the multi the madness of the multiverse, and I have a feeling that one is just going to split it wide open. I think Sony and Marvel uh, have made a deal, struck a deal too, so where to so like Tom Holland can bounce between all the universes and oh, go yeah. fight. You know, you can have him fighting Tom Hardy, uh, Venom. Which would be cool, then go in another. But really, I would want to. I want to see Andrew Garfield and uh, Toby more. And I think now, after these multiverse movies come out, and even this one, it's just made people go like, "Yeah, we can do this." Yeah, We're, there doesn't have to be one set. It doesn't of have to be so linear and just. Like, I think. Well, there's talks that Sam Raimi and Toby Maguire are going to do a fourth Spider-Man. Well, now. Sa Sam Raimi's directing. It's Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, and it's the first time Marvel's asked them to do anything in like 15 years. And I and I think the third one, like you can say what you want about it, but it's not like by the book. It's very unique film, uh, and I think there's I haven't seen many movies where they turned the hero Spider Man. They like have the courage to make him just completely unlikable. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they do in this movie. They show what happens when your ego and pride get to you. And he, it's like in the beginning of the movie in Spider Man Three, there's a a parade for Spider-Man. He's just like they love me. Like this is this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see what happens uh to Spider-Man who just shouldn't be that way. He should always be the humble, hard-working guy caring for the little guy. And that's not to go back to Andrew Garfield, but just the scene on the bridge where he saves the kid. Uh you know what I'm talking about like oh yeah. He's telling the kid like Put on the Spider-Man mask. Like, come on. Like, it inspires the kid to climb to up. To stand up at the end of the movie he it's, well, it's, to the oh, rhino. Yeah, well, that's at the end. But um, but he, it's a kid that the car starts flaming. It's oh, hanging yeah, off the bridge. It's in the yeah, middle yeah. of the movie. It's the first time in Amazing Spider-Man, he saves the kid. And they say, who are you? He goes, I'm Spider-Man. It's the first time you're supposed to feel that. Because yeah. before that, he's kind of just using things for himself. Just his selfish, like, whatever he wants to do. Like, he's after for revenge really uh um but then that guy later in that movie is the the construction operator who's like we got to get all these cranes like that's the guy that oh, saved yeah, my yeah, kid yeah. and it's just that's what spider-man does so well and that's the amazing spider-man hits those emotional moments so well that one no, in the original series i cried so much during it uh even now we're re-watching them and uh the amazing spider-man just does the the gets right when Spider-Man just inspires hope. And he I, does. I think I think he nailed it. Yeah. He just, well, even in the second, or even in the Tobey Maguire, the Spider-Man 2, when he's 
he stretches on the like he like stops the train car. Oh yeah, and his like yeah. arms are like that, widespread, that, that which is such amazing. a symbolism, you know, symbolism to me of like Jesus on the cross, and, yeah, like, having the arms spread and dying and, mm-hmm. and like sacrificing himself for, for you know one for the for the good of many. Mm-hmm. And I just you see that moment; it's just so powerful. And then after that happens, you know, they're like, "He's just a kid." Yeah, you know, oh my gosh, he's yeah, just—he he's, he's looks just a like kid. my kid's age. And yeah, and then they're like, you know, Doc Ock shows up. And like, you got to go same, through same us thing. to get to him, and then he's like, okay. Joey <laughs> Diaz is in that scene too. So you oh, ain't yeah. getting through us, Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <laughs> Joey Diaz is in that scene. Yeah, that's totally Joey. And then Diaz. Uh, what he's about like just the epitome of like a great New York like construction worker that's yeah. riding the train? <laughs> like I, that's why I forget it's Joey Diaz. And, and in the first one, <laughs> like they have great just like little bit cameo pieces. Dom. From the wire uh, is ah. he's he's one of the guys that throws something like, like my a surprise wrench, noise a wrench. Shit? yeah it's nice ah. a wrench at like the Green Goblin he's like you don't me- you mess with Spider Man you mess with us oh, that, oh my gosh and that, that scene was put in because and a lot of these movies too like it was such an emotional time like a lot of these movies have a lot of symbolism for nine uh, eleven. And that it was supposed to inspire so much hope. There's a lot of American flags sometimes just oh, behind Spider Man. Oh. Um, I mean, his suit's red and blue. Uh, yeah, you're Larry David. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but no, I, there, you're so right though. I, I, I really was very surprised by that. Hence the noise, but also. I didn't notice the American flags in the 9-11 thing. You, you'll sense. notice it when you go back oh, and watch yeah, them. Definitely now. I just remember hearing Batter that scene where they're like, you mess with Spider-Man, you, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of New York. Like That was strictly put in the first movie because of 9-11. And then I think the second one, you just saw more American flags and stuff like that. Uh, Batter Meinhof is when someone tells you something and yeah, then yeah. you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely um, be looking out for Harry Palms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> looking at the cast list, uh, I, I can't believe I didn't know Zoe Kravitz was Mary Jane. Yeah, I uh, was going to point that out. I didn't, I did, I didn't know uh, I didn't know Marshala Ali was Aaron Davis, too. Really? Uh, See, and I did I did love... Uh, like they, they said he's the Paper only Boy. one. <laughs> Say what? Paper Boy's the cop. He's, the, he's Miles' dad. Oh yeah, he's good. He's, he's incredible, dude. That father son moment's real. Mm-hmm. No, he, <laughs> just a he, dad. He's a telling great his actor. son how how much he loves him. Uh, <laughs> yep, that got me. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I love you. Uh, I, I see that spark in you miles. See, it's so great. Uh, it's lo- so great. Lonely Island, Jorma Tecoon or whatever. No, he, he's he the Green Goblin. <laughs> Which I like how they did the Green Goblin. They went. Real crazy. I mean, there's a lot of liberties they well, took in this so movie. Well, there's so many different Green you, Goblins. It's so cool how they, the animation style that they do. Uh, and like even how they make uh, Scorpion, too. Like, they make his legs separate. There's a lot of things that I've never seen. Well, even, like, Doc Ock's arms. Yeah, are, yeah. Like, mechanical. They're, like... You can make m- a lot of changes, and I will accept as long as you just get the spirit and the tone right of this movie. And I just, I feel like the people that made this movie just crushed it and... Got so much right that I, I just I, lo- I love this. But I've watched it now like eight or nine times. I love it's either this or Spider Man Two are my two favorite uh, Spider Man movies. And but this movie just I feel so nostalgic the whole time I watch it. Oh, it yeah. makes me think of all the Spider Man movie. It makes me think of all the cartoons, all the memories, all me playing with my toys. And uh, it's just for me, this is always going to be a movie that if 
I'm ever having a tough time, I'm going to fall back on because I, I just love it. And the animation is just truly bonkers. <laughs> uh, you talk about Zoe Kravitz. Lake Bell was Vanessa Fisk. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's just, it's like, stacked. What? It's so stacked. It, it is. It's truly stacked. They, I mean, Chris Pine, you know, if it wasn't going to be Chris Pine, they were wanting to do. And to me, you we've talked about this earlier, that they didn't want to do Co- Tobey Maguire there because it's more confusing. To me, it's more confusing that it's Chris Pine and not Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know what you mean, but uh, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. There's so many. There could be so many. They were going to do John Krasinski. If that'd have been good too. That'd yeah, been I could John, John Krasinski being a good like Spider Man, like yeah. good guy all around, like Spider Man in his prime. I could see. I could see him pulling it off. I mean. Season Jim six, Jim season has a pretty five, everyday you know? uh, everyman blue collar vibe to him, but also that kind of snarky. I'm, be- I'm better than this uh, sarcastic personality. Um, so closing up, we we probably talk more, but uh, I'm just curious. Like we got like an hour more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just curious if you had any closing thoughts or anything. If uh, or if. I do love the. Who's your favorite character in this movie? I don't know, man. There's some because <laughs> I'm with and you. Spy, and Black Noir so P- funny. Peter to me, B. Parker comedically. Peter B. Parker's to me. Peter ma- B. Makes Parker's the movie. my favorite Spider-Man but, maybe ever. Miles is amazing. Yeah, I like the '90s Lily Tomlin, animated Parker, but this four... he feels like the animated '90s Parker too. Like that's that's the thing. And, and I I know I might have mentioned it. We talked off screen, but in Into Spider-Verse two, they already confirmed they're bringing back '90s animated cartoon like that person might gonna get might get the voice actor but it's gonna be like the cartoon we grew up watching they're gonna bring him into the spider-verse they disproved that yesterday are you serious yeah look it up he his wife said that's just not true he hasn't even been contacted well i know he hasn't been contacted but they could still they're well, still could, well, they're still happen, could, currently they they're gonna article. do his animation though they're gonna do 90s spider-man that, that's dope you could do a different voice and i wouldn't be that mad but i uh, bet it'll be similar Lil, don't get Lily Tomlin as Aunt May, though, do you realize the four actresses that have played Aunt May have all won Academy Awards? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, like, Aunt May, like, if you need an Academy Award, like, play Aunt May, and you're about, you're like, statistically, you will get one at some point in time. Did they get it before or after the Aunt May? <laughs> she got it, I, Lily Tomlin had gotten hers before, okay. but it was just still, it was like, Dang, there's just so many people that have yeah. all four of the actresses between her They're and Sally all. Field was Aunt May. Sally Field's my favorite, I think. Yeah, Sally Field crushes it. Like I said, Amazing Spider-Man too. They like I like the action better in the, the Rami series, but uh, Amazing Spider-Man too. They just the emotional stuff. Uh, that movie's great. They get they just get the relationships down. Even Uncle Ben, I feel like his death means a lot more in the Amazing Spider-Man, and they casted him great too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's Charlie Sheen's dad, or I can't Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, yeah, he's great with great uh, with great power. Don't you dare finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, they great... just had a way to talk about it because that's the biggest flaw in this Tom Holland. Uh, just no, just, they, no connection to the Spider Man I know, and they just they're showing just Robin to Iron Man's Batman and just making him like. Golly gee, like Levy, like I said, I just think they made him into Miles and Spider Man. Thanks, Mister Stark, for giving me all my suits and like, yeah, you know, like that was the best thing. Is Peter Parker makes always like made all his stuff? He, he's smart. And, yeah, into the Spider Verse. Is this is this your favorite Spider Man movie? Oh, where would yeah, you? Yeah, probably number one. I, I'd say. Yeah, I, for, just, I go back and forth between this one and, and the second Spider. I just think I this is this one's funnier and yeah. just it has it's so much fun like. 
I could rewatch it so much. Uh, but Spider-Man 2, I have no, so much nostalgia, it's hard for me to just be like, this is my favorite, but I think I think it probably is. So speaking, you just talked about Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. and the, That's kind of the character Tom Holland's playing right now. Ryan Reynolds wants Deadpool and Spider-Man to have, be, to do a buddy-buddy comedy. Like yeah, buddy, yeah. Buddy, uh, yeah, he's movie. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds apparently is in a doctor, that Doctor Strange movie too. I, oh, that'll so be awesome. like, and I always love him with with I, I would love, prefer him with Toby or or Andrew Garfield. Well, there's because he's just like I said. I'm, Tom Tom does an okay job. I'm, I don't even feel like it's Tom's fault. It's the people behind the screen, the mm-hmm. people writing the material for him. He's doing the best he can, and truthfully, if they would have, if Tom would have been around in the 2000s and they put him in the Rami movie, I probably would be like, okay, I, I like this kid. But they just, the material they're giving him does not work for me. No, I agree. One of my favorite jokes in this, before we go, I want to, I love that Black Noir Spider-Man Nick Cage can't see the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. him and Mulaney, he's just like, he, he, like he's just calling it green. Mulaney's like, no, <laughs> blue, no. <laughs> and just funny. like getting like sassy with him. I, I love the ladies. Uh, that's all, folks. It's like, can they say <laughs> can that? They say that <laughs> legally? Yeah, that, that's that's one of my favorite. But this this whole movie is just just incredible. Uh, I love it. Definitely recommend it. My my favorite, probably superhero movie uh, ever. Um, I definitely think we got to end with the Stan Lee quote. Um, oh yeah, the credit it. And when they made this movie, too, the directors, one of the things they said, they said this movie, they wanted to encourage, you know, young people to step up and be better. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to encourage adults to step up and help young people be better. And that literally anyone can have influence and be a positive influence in someone's Anyone life. can wear the mask. It's never too late. Anyone can wear the mask. But I love the Stan Lee quote that said... Um, that a person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it's the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I think I think just being able to lift up anyone's spirit, you know, even if you're just, all you can do is just be nice to someone. That's, that's all it takes, you know. <laughs> well, even during this time. <laughs> you can just make a little difference, just being nice. Oh, yeah. Well, even during this time, man, of me being like, you know, torn Achilles. I haven't been able to drive in two months almost mm-hmm. now, since February 25th. I haven't been able to drive. Yeah. And this is the third time now you've driven over an hour, come and set up the podcast, and mm-hmm. we've been able to do a podcast. And it's just been such a help to me to not they only call do me it, podcast but man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, for real. Like, so, I mean, even in that sense, you know, you've been a. A superhero for the pod and definitely been the pod superhero pod man but no i'm, I'm about to go it. jump off the roof right now see, <laughs> yeah, see if it'll work tie your shoes first man. <laughs> oh god but yeah I, I think that's a good i appreciate that uh i know you do the same for me it just i've i've been there before where it hurts when you can't go anywhere and you, you're just pent up and nothing to do i know i know it always helps me to have something to work on so but we need to wrap up here. Just at the end of the day, I want to say Batman sucks and go Spidey. <laughs> All right. Really quick. Yeah. Last thing. Rank your Spider-Man. Like who plays the Spider-Man? Yeah. Who are your favorite Spider-Man? I mean, probably 90s animated Spider-Man because that's just what I grew up on. And that just, I feel like that gave me the basis of the character and gave me the voice to the cartoon. The, the Gave me the voice to the comic books that I'd read. And then second would probably be 
um, Andrew Garfield, and then third, third is and second would actually I'll give Peter B. Parker my second, and then third would be Andrew Garfield. Fourth, mm. fourth would be Toby, and fifth, fifth would be uh, I, I'll every other iteration of Spider Man. Then last would be <laughs> Tom Holland. So honestly, dude, Chris Pine, Chris Pine's great. But Chris Pine can always be better I, I can't than Tom put him, Holland. I, I can't. There's not enough body of work. Yeah, Tom exactly. Holland's good. He's he's not. He's not like the best, I said. It's just his movies. It's not him. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't um, agree more. There's a lot to, lot to it. It's not just Tom's all Tom's decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, well, thanks for listening to Movie Ruiners, the anti-Tom Holland podcast. My, I have a funny Tom Holland story because he was in Birmingham filming. And oh yeah, tell the buddy, story. Yeah, this is hilarious. Why is he been trashing him? Let me hurt his rep even more. But my buddy uh, Zeb just works. His dad, Heat and Heat, or. Hot and hot. Uh, hot, hot, whatever. He works <laughs> he, at heat, cold and cold. You know, I don't pay attention. I don't eat uh, food much at restaurants. I just I <laughs> heat, heat, the new sponsor dairy of the podcast. Yeah. I forget, but a few fancy restaurants. What's his dad? The Ovenbird, uh, Chris Hastings. Yeah, he yeah. beat like Bobby Fillet like ten years ago. It was a big deal, but um, suck it, Bobby. But he he was just hanging out. And he said Tom came in because they were filming some movie in Birmingham. And he was like, dude, Captain America was there? Like Chris, <laughs> He didn't know these guys' names. He was just like, Spider-Man was there? And uh, Chris Evans or Captain America was there? And they were, they were all chilling. And he's like, but Tom just kept hanging out. Everyone left. And Tom just wanted to smoke cigs. And he was just like a normal dude. Just wanted to hang out. And Zeb, Zeb's a very simple man. He just likes hanging out, smoking cigs, like drinking. Uh, that's, that's right up his alley. So he was just like. Man, so they just Tom. hit it off. Tom, he's like, Tom's great. He has his phone number. I don't know if you ever called him, but he was just like, yeah, man, Tom said he wanted to hang out. <laughs> he was just here for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I just, I, that made me like him even more. Just, I was like, all right, cool. At least, at least he, at least he smokes cigarettes. And, and, <laughs> and I love that like Chris Evans leaves before like the drinking and the smoking yeah, starts yeah. like classic Captain he's America. Like, oh, Jesus. Here goes Spider-Man. Oh man, yeah. this young Spider-Man. Hey, doesn't hey, know Captain how to- America. <laughs> yeah, Captain America, you want to try this? Kid. Yeah. No thanks. No. You you need to tell Zeb to listen to this podcast. And uh, hey, we talk about you in the podcast. Yeah. He'd be like, I had to listen to an hour and a half to get to the one little two-minute story you told. Mm. <laughs> He'd be so mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Movie Ruiners, the extended version. I just want to apologize to Tom Holland and uh, yeah. signing off. <laughs> Apologies to Tom Holland. <laughs> uh. Watching movies till we die